Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 11 of my podcast, The View from the Crow's Nest. First of all, shout out to the estimated three people who are listening to this. Um, there's actually more than three people because the app isn't exactly correct in, um, in its assumptions. For example, one episode has had seven listens. So unless one person is listening to it multiple times, then it's more than three people. Plus, it's on YouTube as well. And episodes there have got six or seven listens. And again, unless people are listening on both platforms, then I think it's more than that. But what's really super cool is that I've already spoken to a couple of people who have been listening to this podcast. So if you're one of those people, thank you so much. It's awesome to hear from you and, and know who those people are. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is I don't expect um, people necessarily, I don't expect this to be a very popular podcast because um, it's just me babbling on about my thoughts and my ideas, but it's not a structured podcast. I've not done anything about creating great sound. You know, I'm a musician. I know recording techniques and whatnot, and I'm just using the hands-free on my phone, uh, you know, the, the earbuds to record um, as I go. And the reason for that, if you look anywhere in any kind of marketing, they say, um, you know, oh, if you're going to do a podcast, you should have the great sound. And also you should be focused on bringing value to the listener, etc., etc. And they're absolutely right. And if I expect my listeners to listen to every episode and to um, grow the, the, the listenership, then I should absolutely be doing that. And I hope that what I say on occasions does have some value for you. But it's kind of really it's part it's it's a daily blog for me but without writing it's a way to get thoughts and ideas off my chest more of a journal really um because as i always say i can search through it by keywords and it's really super helpful right now it's episode 11 11 days in but when i fast forward that to weeks and months and years it's going to be such a body of um of my thoughts going you know going back in time literally that um i think that's going to be a really useful really interesting thing for myself and a great experiment and i hope that in the future, it will be that much more interesting for people as I also complete, uh, let's say, more properly crafted work and art, which is actually for you guys. So my albums, my, my books, um, you know, screenplays and photography and whatnot. Um, so thank you very much if you are listening. It is every day. Some of them are quite long. So do not feel bad if you just drop in now and again. I don't expect anybody to listen every day. Uh, you know, that's too much. But if you can, that's obviously awesome. But yeah, so thank you very much to anybody who is listening. And, you know, dip in, dip in occasionally, see where I'm at. Um, so that would be cool. And as I always say, you can visit me on Twitter at Romeo Crow. Um, if you wish to, to say hello, and please do give me any feedback and whatnot. Um, some, or ask me any questions but something that is really cool about questions is if you go to the uh, root of this podcast on Anchor I think you can actually record a voice message which will get sent to me that I can then insert it into the show so if you want to ask me a question you can literally ask a question um, through your phone you don't have to have any you know microphone or anything like that just ask it on your phone and uh, I'll be able to use that in the episode and I think that would be super cool so um the easiest way of finding that, I think, is if you go to social.romeocrow.com slash podcast, and then that takes you to the homepage on Anchor, where you can also find links to listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple and all the other various places. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listening, and um, I really, really appreciate it. And if you do have time to come and let me know that you're listening and say hello, that'd be brilliant. If you've got questions, do drop them to me somehow. So to move on, uh, to, uh, two more things. Uh, the, the other thing was yesterday was the 10th episode and I didn't really celebrate it. And it's, it's a tiny 
you know, 10 days, 10 days of doing something. It's a tiny little achievement. But it's really important to pat yourself on the back when you've done something, uh, you know, when you've completed a project or when you hit a milestone or when you've done something consistently. And that's something I am very guilty of not doing. You know, I, I finish something and I don't even... I kind of don't even really acknowledge that I've done some good work. I'm just looking ahead at what I haven't done and I'm considering, oh, there's still this to do and I haven't achieved this, I haven't done that. And um, that's not necessarily a good way to be. And so this is a way of also reminding myself, as these podcasts are, um, to pat yourself on the back. You know, 10 episodes in, it's a milestone. The next milestone might be 20 or 50 or 100 episodes, what have you, but or a month at 30. But yeah, a little pat on the back. So if you do anything for yourself... Remember to have milestones and celebrate them. It's really important, even if it's just saying well done to yourself. Now, the third thing and the main point of this podcast, episode 11, um, the idea that I wanted to discuss today was saying no to things. Um, We're all very, very guilty many, many times of biting off more than we can chew. And particularly when we're offered or we're asked to do things by people that we love or care about or respect, um, hopefully all three. Um, or we have to because they're our boss, for example, which we hope we love, care and respect them, but oftentimes that's not the case. Um, and so we take on other people's um, priorities and other people's projects. And, what, of course, everything that you do is to the detriment of everything else. If you're doing one thing, you're not doing everything else that you could possibly be doing. So everything we do is to the detriment of everything else. And if you're taking on other people's priorities, you're squeezing out your own priorities. But that idea of learning to say no also extends to yourself as well because if you're trying to do too many things something I have been very guilty of um, then you know nothing gets done to the level that you want it to and so um, this last 10 days or thereabouts I've been trying this new idea this new routine done by one then fun um, I've been working for two three hours on my one main project all week or every session and then I do some admin stuff and that gets me to lunchtime and then I'm basically done I may work in the afternoon I may not but I'm taking the pressure off I'm actually effectively saying no to all the other projects all the other ideas that I've got that's not necessarily no forever but that's no for now so I've got a list of them and when I finish this particular project I will pick the next particular project that um, is on my priorities and my list of importance and then I'll attack that one and the very simple idea of just doing one thing at a time but completing it you build up momentum and you actually get somewhere rather than it's like a being in the center of a circle and drawing a straight line to the edge of the circle you just walk in that straight line simple but if you have the center of the circle and you've got 50 different edges you've got to get to and you do a little bit towards each of those edges you're never going to get out to the edge of the circle if that makes sense um and so this, so I've been speaking the last week or so. Oh, and just one thing on the done by one then fun. It's actually been going really, really well. And I did something which I don't remember the last time I did, which is I took the weekend off. Yes, two days. I worked Monday to Friday and then I purposely didn't work on the weekend. And my wife noticed, she says, like the most relaxed I've ever seen you when we weren't actually out the house. You know, it's the most relaxed in the house considering you're not working because I'm always, I mean, I'm relaxed. But I'm always wanting to work. I can't turn off my head to business and to art and all of this stuff. And um, I was able to this weekend. And I can only put it down to this new mindset that I've got and this new routine and this new idea. Um, So, yeah, it was really good. Unfortunately, yesterday, Monday, I wasn't able to get back in the saddle. Um, 
I wasn't able to start work until a bit later in the morning and I just couldn't get my brain around it. I was, I think I'd gone to bed too late on Sunday. I was just too tired. And so it was a bit of a wipeout day yesterday, which um, is a bit of a shame. But we all have them. Of course, it's natural. So uh, it's been working really well up until yesterday. Um, it worked really well this morning. And I'm going to try and carry that on and, and take off a weekend and, you know, take time off and relax. And how? Because I've been saying no to things. And one of the things I've been talking about is in the last couple of weeks, my brother has launched, uh, as of yesterday, was actually launched a um, an idea that he had. Literally, he took two weeks off work, partnered with another guy. They hired a developer and in two weeks they brought this thing to fruition. It's called eslot.co.uk. It's basically um, an online booking system for shops and stores and what have you to deal with queues due to coronavirus and then onwards from there. But there's a lot more that it will and will eventually evolve into and will do. Um, oh, is there a Zanzara? My little boy's just coming. There's a Zanzara. A mosquito. Oh, no. Not another one. Oh, sweetheart. OK, well, you keep doing that and then I'll see if I can hunt him down. OK, good idea. Sorry about that, although not sorry, because that's half the joy of living at home or living at home or working from home. Um, yes, yeah, so he managed he's launched this thing and he launched it yesterday and he's already got great interest from um, all sorts of people, including a national supermarket chain. I mean, this is huge. Um, and so he had the meeting with them today and he dropped me a message afterwards to say um, this is where they're at. And what he realizes he needs is a salesperson. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Will I help? Now, prior to quitting my last job, I worked for nigh on 10 odd years in advertising sales. Um, and I am you know, pretty good at sales. Um, I understand what I'm doing. I understand the processes, the techniques, etc., etc. And as much as I really want to help my brother out, it was really easy for me, probably the easiest it's ever been to just say, sorry, I'm not the right guy for you um, and not have to justify it either. Um, because I'm really in the mindset of saying no to everything that isn't my main project and I feel much better for it. So there was a practical example of that in, um, in practice. And there's a guy, um, this maybe is the value to you. I don't know, but there's a guy that you should definitely check out. He's a guy I really love called Derek Sivers, like, uh, slivers or silvers, but without the, um, L. Sivers, S-I-V-E-R-S. And he's a very interesting character. Um, he, I believe, was a circus clown and a professional musician, studied music, and was a professional musician, worked as a circus clown. And then he accidentally started a company called CD Baby. And then he grew that and then he sold that for tens of millions. I can't remember how much exactly. And I think he even donated most or all of it to charity or something like that. And he's been writing a lot of books um, on business and whatnot but he is a very interesting guy because one if you ever hear him on a podcast he's uh, just totally cool and chilled but he has a very interesting take on everything to do with business uh he usually kind of goes against the crowd and yet it makes total sense and if you can check his actually he did an interview with a guy called tim ferris on the tim ferris show tim ferris is another guy i really love f-e-r-r-i-s-s i believe um he as running one of the world's most successful podcasts, has guests from, you know, Schwarzenegger through to presidents and whatnot. Um, and he has interviewed Derek Sivers a few times. And that's definitely worth listening to. But one of the things that Derek Sivers has is this idea called um, uh, Hell Yes or No. 
And basically, he gets asked and has been asked over the years to do so many things and help people with this project, speaking engagements here, etc., etc., that he's got a very simple barometer. It's not yes or no, it's hell yes or no. And what he means by that is, unless the project really immediately makes you go, oh, yes, I must, mm, I've got to get on that straight away, then it should be a no. Because anything in between is going to take you away. You're going to, if you say yes to anything that doesn't ignite you like that, then it's going to take away from the real true project that will ignite you like that. And when you're ignited and when you're fired up and when you're really behind something, you're going to bring, you're going to do your best work. You're going to be the best version of yourself. You're going to be the most involved, the most um, uh, absorbed in the best possible sense. You're going to work to your best skills, your best talents. It's going to bring out the best in you. So that's the barometer. If it's, if it's a yes, that's not strong enough. It needs to be a hell yes. So that was the concept and the idea I wanted to share with you today that I was thinking about. The power of saying no in both getting things done and freeing your headspace from all the clutter and other people's projects that you really don't need to worry about, including your own projects that could be put on the back burner and dealt with another time. So I hope that was interesting. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope there was some value. Um, as I say, check out Derek Sivers um, and check out Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss wrote a book called The Four Hour Work Week uh, many years ago. I think it was his first book. He's written quite a few bestsellers and that had a, a big impact on me because it was exactly uh, the kind of things I was thinking, but in a much better, um, much better put way um, with techniques and tools and actual. It wasn't just a nebulous idea that I couldn't quite focus on or grab. It was really congealed into something practical. And uh, I read that oh, over 10 years ago, whenever it came out, longer than that. And that had an impact on my life because that's what I was working towards, the four-hour work week. So check out those guys. Thank you very much for listening. If you're about on Twitter, come and see me at Romeo Crow and say hello and ask any questions you want or go to social.romeocrow.com slash podcast and record a voice message because that would be the coolest thing and uh, ask me a question that way or um, just say hi. Thanks for listening. You're a champion. Toodle pip.